Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBV, like us on Facebook, or go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes or your podcast listen of choice. I am joining you live in Dallas, Texas, where we are getting ready for the Women's Final Four. Very, very excited about the opportunity to talk to the two people on the program today. Uh, One, Rebecca Lobo, of course. Uh, The other, Doris Burke. I'm not going to insult your intelligence by introducing either of them to you, but to let you know that they will be part of the broadcast team calling the proceedings this weekend for ESPN. So without further ado, had a chance to sit down with each of them in turn. And here's a little bit about uh, what we talked about. Hope you enjoy. I mean, she is is such a difference maker. When you, like, not only because she's a better athlete than anybody that I've seen, and even when people are talking about how great of an athlete Monique Billings is from UCLA, it's Gabby's at a different level. Her her quickness, her leaping, her 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 mental quickness to, to know when to get around and that sort of thing. I mean, she. She's their linchpin defensively, and that's why it's so important for her to stay out of foul trouble. It's not just what she does on the offensive end, but defensively, she's so important. Rebecca, just those last two questions uh, sort of combined. Um, when you look at Shania's numbers via synergy, she's actually uh, number two in the country in defensive points per possession. And I'm just wondering how much of that you think is what she's doing herself and how much of that comes to just like there are chances that she can take as a perimeter player that anyone can because you've got Gabby back there. Yeah, I think Gabby just makes everybody else better. And Shania's gotten a lot better. And um, But that's I'm stunned by that. Yeah, I was I'm too. I'm stunned by yeah. that. But... Um, but it also might be they might put her on the weakest perimeter offensive player. But as much as they switch, you know, she would end up on anybody. Um, I, I think I think just in certain situations, Gabby makes up for so much because I, I can't think of another team in college that can switch the way UConn does on everything. Like, it's hard to run schemes. It's hard to run pick and rolls. It's hard to run pick and anything when UConn can just force you to one side, when they can just switch on everything. And if I'm a guard, I don't want the switch. I don't want Gabby Williams on me because not only because of her, her athletic ability but now you have a big person on you you can't see so I think she just is the really the one who changes all that but that's surprising why it would be her and not interesting point right yeah, yeah. and and I just jumping off of that between what happened against Maryland back in December what happened in Oregon it seemed like there was a real difference in denial of the entry pass is that the real difference in what denial of the entry pass I mean that was so you know that, that's what allowed me to swamp Oregon uh, you know in the elite eight do you think there was a difference in UConn's ability to do that? Was there a difference in strategy and tactics that you saw? Or is, is Gabby that much better even than she was in December at getting in front of, uh, you know, It, it may have just been um, the difference. Like, he, it may maybe they were playing more active on ball in that game. Like, I don't know. But she, I mean, she gets deflections. She gets around those entry passes more than anything. And generally, like, the, an elbow entry is a release because your wings are denied and that's your release. And, she, and if your release is gone because of Gabby, then where do you go? Like, a guard is just going to be out there dribbling or pick it up and has nowhere to go because the wings are denied. All right, I'll, I'll always have my elbow entry release pass. And it's not there because of her. Like, she's scary. You have to run your offense away from her. Right. And kind of like, the, you know, they've done what's happened with Tamika Catchings for years. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, she's she's such a nice kid. She was one of my kids' camp counselors this past summer at camp. <laughs> I love her. I've never thought I would ask this question, but is Sanaya Chong a WNBA player? I think Sanaya, she won't get drafted in the first round. But I think a team will take her in the second or third round, and then it'll be up to her and camp. But I can see her, because she's steady. There can generally be a room for a player who can make shots consistently and who doesn't turn the ball over. Do people take chances on UConn games if they're not a, a, a top player? Because you know, you know what you're getting, and you know what you're not getting. You're not going to have any issues. You're going to get a team kid. So I think, um, yeah, if you're looking between two who have similar games, if one went to UConn and one didn't, and when you look at her defense, defense and efficiency, it's going to And here's Doris Burke. We started by asking her about whether if nobody gets to Connecticut this year, just how long their streak can last. If, if one of the three teams here standing does not get them, it is over for the next two years. Vatuli Kamara is a player who will fill in a lot of gaps in a lot of different areas. Six foot six inch race defense is arguably one of the most skilled players in the country. And now she's going to play along two, two first team All Americans. And really, it should be three first team All Americans with Gabby. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, Megan Walker's the best freshman in the country. It's over. Because when you give him the best players in the country, there is, he's never lost a national championship when he's had the best team, in my estimation. So. Um, number I wanted to throw your way to get your take. Um, via Synergy, the second best in the country in defensive points per possession is Sonia Chan, whose defense is not talked about, and she's talked about less than a lot of the other UConn players. I'm just curious what you make of that number, yeah. and, uh, you know, is, is it surprising, and, you know, what have you seen from her defensively? Thank well, you. yeah, my, my pleasure. You know, it's interesting. What's the most important thing you can earn from Gina Oriana if you're a player? Most the most important thing you can earn is his trust. Well, fair enough. Because yeah. his trust leads to playing time. And as solid as Sanaya has been on the offensive end of the floor, if Sanaya were a liability on the defensive end of the floor, it would be interesting to see what her playing time is. Right. Now, you've only got one substitute for Sanaya Chong, and that's Crystal Dangerfield. So, obviously, for Gino, you know, playing time is a different deal this year, but I think it speaks volumes about that kid's commitment and, fi and, and finally understanding, oh, if I'm really going to affect winning for this team, I've got to be a factor on defense before. Mm -hmm. Which up until this point, I don't think she understood that. Mm -hmm. She comes from a high school program where she was required to dominate on the offensive end of the floor. And because of her physical attributes at that level, she was able to do that. And so, to me, Howard, and I've, I've said, just said this on Spencer, she may be the most important least talked about player over the next two games for the University of Connecticut, right? She's been so consistently good all year, and she's going to have to be for two more nights. Mm -hmm. Now, is, it, I mean, if you're if you're UConn and you're Gino, are you using her on Morgan William? Are you letting her chase her around the floor? You know, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, remember, their defensive schemes, they switch one through four. Correct, and yeah. And so... I think the matchups initially will not remain the matchups throughout the course of the game. Now, right. listen, I don't think uh, Morgan, they're going to let Morgan William go for 
40 plus, right. you know, I, I just, it's very rare that you see a, a, a player have a number against Connecticut, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's very rare a player has a night. And she's also never done it before. I mean, that was, yes. she never got to 30 before 41. Yes, so, correct, you know. correct. But uh, what's interesting to me about Sanaya, just at the defensive end, is even going back to the UCLA game, uh, when Jordan was uh, getting in the lane, she was doing it against Kia, who's a terrific defensive player. And she was doing it against Crystal. She wasn't doing it to the same extent against Sanaya. And that should open, just from my perspective, sure. my eyes to, sure. you know, this is not some sort of outlier stat. Right. And so I was, you know, I'm curious. Yeah. Do you, well, one, do you, you think wonder that, about, one, we know this about Kia Nurse. That ankle mm -hmm. is not wholly healed. True, right. You know, it's not fully healed. Mm -hmm. I think that's <clears> until... Kia has a little time where she's able to get off of that ankle and rest it. She's not going to be physically where she typically is because that kid's one of the best defensive players in the country. No and, question. And physical ailments may be contributing to her maybe not being where she typically is. That said, um, how about the growth of Shania Chong? How about that? Yeah. Like, this is, this is to me one of the, the fun parts of my job. And... I don't think the casual fan would even be paying attention to it, but for me, I get to watch these kids grow mentally, physically, become more nuanced human beings, become better teammates, become more confident, become more responsible to somebody other than themselves. Like, and that's what you see with Sanaya. I think for the first time in her career, she's almost gotten out of her own way. Right. Right? Right. She's trusted all her abilities, which were always there, but for whatever reason, her confidence wasn't. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a cool part of the story. And my hope for her is, and every player here, that their confidence remains high. Mm -hmm. Here's what we don't want. Like, I always say, we want close games, but we want... We want basketball players to make great basketball plays. Like for us, it's the worst if a kid makes a mistake that could end up deciding the game. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. We got to tell that story, but it's heartbreaking. Yeah, for sure. I, for sure. That's what I love about that Stanford Notre Dame ending too. Is yes. Even though one Eric team lost, all the little block from behind. It's great. No, it's and I feel like on both ends down. Lindsay the line. Allen, yeah. you know, coming down and making consecutive baskets, trying yeah. to to sustain her season. Good Just morning, Maria Taylor. Good morning, DB. Good to see you, baby. Good to see you too. Digging the mint green right now. Yeah, yeah. little spring. Yeah. I left. I left it's a very raw, rainy Rhode Island. And I knew I was coming warmer, and I said, "I need a little sunshine in my life." Let it be spring by the time we go back to the Northeast. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. But, but do you, so, do you think she was a WNBA player at this point? When you think in terms of tonight, I mean, it, the defensive part seems to me to be like the missing piece to get her there. You know. You know, that's an interesting question. And because I don't do the WNBA, I used to do the draft, and I used to cover the WNBA. Right. Right. Um, so I think part of that will be contingent on how many draft eligible juniors come out. That's fair. Yeah. You know, your ability to make a roster this year, if you're a first year WNBA player, may be dictated by the number of draft eligible juniors mm -hmm. that come out. Yeah, so Kelsey Mitchell's decision helps out, for right, instance. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, really so, interesting. So it is interesting. But Rebecca uh, might be better to ask that, too. Yeah, no, I talked to her about oh, it as well. Did. Yeah, what, yeah. She, what was her take? She thinks she'll probably get uh, picked in the second or third round, yep. get a chance and to a make chance. a roster, and, and she'll get want, every chance. All you want is a chance. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You, you know, so... You know, your point that you were making earlier, um, I, I had Debbie Antonelli on my show actually a couple days ago and she said she doesn't believe the UConn will lose ever again for the duration of time. So I know you're saying two years. <laughs> 
That's hysterical. That's hysterical. I'm amazed by the the stat they haven't lost two games. Back to back since 92-93, and it was Louisville Providence. The the last time they lost two games was the week before my bar mitzvah. Wow. That was yeah. That's how long it's been. I know. Yeah. That's that's. 92-93. A crazy thing. It's so funny you say that because I always I typically preach that on the air with them, and I haven't said that on a broadcast this year. So that'll make air this weekend. That's a great. Because it's really. I mean, what do you think about the consistency that takes? And usually you don't want to play be the team that plays them after a loss, for sure. And and you obviously talked to Rebecca about how she's responsible for it also. No. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I love that. <laughs> but in terms of Kara, I'm just curious yeah. if we could talk to her. I'm, I'm doing a piece on her as well. Kara Lawson. Yes. yes. And, and in terms of her, you know, her work with you guys yeah. and whether... The fact that she started so early, you think, makes a difference? It just because she's drawn raves in terms of her work. Yeah. You know? No, you know, it's interesting. I think Kara has always been, um, you know, different. Like, even in her time as a player at Tennessee, there was a maturity mm-hmm. and a nuanced understanding of the game. So in no way, shape, or form does her success as a broadcaster surprise me. She had great work habits as a player that has come with her to the broadcasting industry. And again, there's a, you know, she always had a very clear vision of where she wanted to go. I think she has that now. And, uh, you know, Dave, Holly, and I have been together on this broadcast for, I think, over a decade. Right. And so I think it was sort of a, an easy blend to get her in the mix on our, our team. In terms of the bigger picture of the team that you guys have built, how much do you think it matters in terms of ratings, in terms of the fact that there's this dedicated audience for a team that, and, and forgive me for saying so, you know, is acknowledged as the, the best in the business? How much does that matter, do you think? To the Connecticut program? No, no, to, to, the, uh, to the ratings for, uh, for women's basketball on ESPN, the fact that people know they're going to get you guys for a, an oh. elite game and the fact that they're going to learn and understand about it in a way that, quite frankly, has not been universal in broadcasting of women's basketball through the years. I'll be honest with you. I do not think the announcers have any effect on ratings. Okay. It is the rare announcer who moves the needle. Mm-hmm. And we're talking minute and for only a stretch of time. And by that I mean the Chris Bermans, mm-hmm. the Dick Vitals. The, the announcers historically have moved ratings are minuscule. The reality is this. No one ever tunes in a game because of the announcers. They tune in because of the game. Right. They may turn it off because of the announcers, <laughs> but they never turn it on because That's of fair. the announcers. Yeah. So, no, that makes sense. You'd be deceiving yourself as an announcer if you ever thought you had any, <laughs> any, any impact on ratings. That's it for now. Here from Dallas for Lockdown Women's Basketball. Just a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB. Like us on Facebook or go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes or your podcast listen of choice. I'm Howard McDowell. I'll be back to you with much more in the days to come.